Hey everybody, it's Mark. Welcome or welcome back to the New Spring Church podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our free New Spring app where you can access all of our recent message content. Actually, the app is the easiest way to share all this content with a friend, and it's the easiest way to keep up with everything going on around here at New Spring. But most importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. We went to heaven. I just got goosebumps from head to toe, and it was, like, really awesome. Really appreciative of the lady that brought me today, and, and I'm glad she did because it it's uh, opened my eyes a lot about a a bunch of different things and it was really neat I wasn't sure what to expect but it was really I think they did a really good job with it it was really moving you could see the, you could feel the Holy Spirit in there just there's a lot of prayer behind it I'm guessing uh, my pastor actually told us about it last week and I've kind of been waiting all week to see how it was said it was a very good thing and well he was right it was awesome it was amazing <laughs> and when we went to hell and I saw how people were living I just couldn't live that way and when I walked into heaven, I just started crying. It's my first time coming here, and I really liked it too. It's pretty awesome. Nice people, and that's really what got me, you know, the, the attractiveness, you know, that you guys bring with being so kind and nice to everybody. And that really hit me. It's like, man, these people are serious. They really care for you, so. It's not at all what I expected. It was, it was a lot more. I got a lot more out of it. I expected it to be some kind of, you know, fake show just to get people in here and hang out, but I'm pretty glad I came and I don't think I'll miss it ever again. We're waiting for the decisions on them, but I know so far out of one group of five, four of them made a good decision, so it was awesome and well worth it. It's made Jesus my Lord and Savior. Best feeling in the world, big family. <laughs> I decided to accept Christ. I didn't plan on doing that when I came here, by the way. So I had no, uh, no idea, and I didn't think I was gonna do it anytime soon either. So it was something that felt like it was right. I like the fact that she accepted him. I'm very happy because now when we die, we get to see each other because we're like best friends, best friends. I made a decision that was good. I really liked the part where it, I asked God to help me change from the inside out and that really opened my eyes to see it. So. Wow. Tonight, I just feel like it's time for us to celebrate. Because, you know, we've, we've watched so many wonderful things happen in Judgment House through the years. My fear is that at some point we're just going to say, yeah, it's another Judgment House. But we had 1,521. Uh, 21. Yes. Five, 1,521 yes, right people yeah. give their lives to Jesus Christ. I, I was in Mexico at a pastor's conference when Judgment House was going on. And, of course, Dan is giving me running text all the time about what's going on. And I happened to be, Morales and I were having dinner with a top leader in the largest denomination in the United States. We were having dinner with him and his wife. And your text came in, I think it was a Sunday night, we had 409 people accept Christ, is that right? So we're sitting at the table and the text comes through and, and he's close enough to me. Morales and his wife are sitting over here, he's sitting next to me and he said, 409 decisions. And I said, yeah, we do something every year that's an evangelistic event in our church. And he said, well, how, how long do you do it? I said, well, we do it for a couple of weeks. So he said, is that the total number? And I said, no, that's just the number tonight. 
And I'm telling you, this guy leads the most impressive committee of the largest denomination in the United States. And he said, I've never seen anything like that. In fact, he said, most churches won't see that many people saved in 20 years. And I thought, one night at New Spring, and God, God does this enormous thing. So I, I just want us tonight to take time to celebrate and reflect and then to give God glory and appreciation for what he's done. And also, you know, the Bible says give honor to whom honors do. And, and one thing that I, I never, I hope I never get over is just the hundreds of volunteers who make Judgment House happen, who serve with a heart of love until late at night, yes, you know, and, we'll, and then when it's all over, they'll say, well, we wish we had another week of yeah, doing yeah. this, you know. But it all started here about, oh, actually 20 years ago this year, we had just moved out to this campus and our then youth pastor, Keenan Poor, had uh, run into a high school friend, I think, at a coffee shop and this high school friend told him about a ministry that they were doing called Judgment House. And so Keenan told me about it and said, it's like a series walkthrough drama. And, um, you know, he, he asked me, he said, I, I just want to come by your office and leave this before you and see if you think it's something that we should check out. I said, I don't think it's something we should check out. I think it's something we should do. Just, let's just get started. And so the next year we did Judgment House for the first time. And then, you know, Keenan moved on into missions and then Dan, you and Debbie uh, took it and God has just done extraordinary things with it. But I, I think what I'd like to do tonight is, because I know so many new springers have come in the last few years, to go back 20 years, uh, Dan and Debbie, I, I'd like for you to kind of help us talk about what kind of church we were and, and maybe the impact that Judgment House had on us becoming a different kind of church. I think, yeah. you know, when you look at the transition that we began in 2004 and that ultimately became New Spring Church, I, I can't help but believe that Judgment House didn't expand our horizons to see what the church could be. And I'm thinking about one story that happened that first year. And I'd like for y'all to talk about what your thoughts are about that. But I remember, you know, we're a suburban church, um, you know, very traditional. And then we put this judgment house on, and of course people come and they experience and their lives are being changed. And so we had, you know, again, we were probably averaging about a thousand in attendance in those days. And again, it was so traditional. And by and large, we were a much older church as well too. But we had a group of volunteers that were gonna meet people and talk to them after they made decisions, gonna counsel with them, which we still do. Okay. And uh, so I remember a, a, a woman who was, uh, actually grew up in the same community I grew up in in Texas. And she was volunteering, um, suburban homemaker, um, and wonderful lady. But she's counseling this young woman, maybe high school age. And the girl takes some stuff out of her purse that Marla doesn't recognize and tosses it on the table. And she said, this will probably get me killed. And Marla said, I don't understand. She said, these are my gang colors. She said, I can't stay in the gang if I'm accepting Jesus Christ. And then she went on to Bible college, you know. Well, I, I think about that as kind of a microcosm of what Judgment House did to open our horizons as a church to ultimately not be about what we're about one week out of the year or two weeks out of the year, but to be about what we're, what we're about 52 weeks. Yeah, you said it absolutely correct. I think I 
totally agree with you. I think that when we moved out here, first of all, God put us in a location that's so visible for the city of Wichita and so easy to get to from any part of Wichita. And then just to give us a ministry that just reaches our community and just shows our community that we care about them in a way that is maybe a little easier for them to understand. You know, they don't have to... um, come in the doors on a Sunday morning when they're not sure, how should I dress? You know, how do I need to act? They could just come to this drama that is, you know, kind of takes them a little bit off guard, but it's just so, um, so personal. Each person is experiencing the drama in their own way from their life experience. And they, they, they always have somebody that they can connect with, some character in the drama that they can connect with. And then just to think about, you know, we, we always talk about how it's just a little play that we put on and it's true, just amateur actors. But when you walk into that heaven scene, you guys have been there, right? It's like you are in heaven. And I know everybody who plays Jesus and I gave birth to one of them. And you know, I, <laughs> I I still feel like I am hugging Jesus when I'm in there. So it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, just, uh, yeah, it is. It, every year it blows me away um, that, you know, we always say Judgment House is a praying ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rick Brock, he's on our board, but he has overseen that prayer ministry since day one. And even before that, four years before that, he was overseeing our prayer ministry back on Hillside. And, uh, you know, we want everyone to know this is a praying ministry. We know we can't do it in the arm of the flesh. It's the Holy Spirit of God that works in people's lives. And just, you know, to give you, you were talking about those numbers this year. Just, I went, I had my daughter Grace uh, go back uh, the last four years, and we've seen 20,790 people go through and 6,630 decisions for Christ. And that's one out of every three people coming through our doors, except Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's just four years. If you want to go back 19 years, this will be our 20th year coming up. Uh, we've seen over 100,000 people go through Judgment House and over 23,000 people to accept Christ. You guys can clap for that. Come on. Yeah. And that just blows me away. I mean, it blows me away every time I hear that number. How does a little play that you walk through and every five minutes, another, another, uh, every 10 minutes, another group of 30 people go through and see a little play put on by some church people yeah. and they get to experience judgment, hell and heaven at the end. And then Jonathan and, and then Daniel and Jesse gave the invitation this yes. year and to see them present the gospel, John three sixteen, and just put the cookies on the bottom shelf and say, all we need you to know is that you need to make a choice mm-hmm. and these are your choices. And that's what the goal of Judgment House is. We want people to know they need to make a choice. Yeah, really, it's, to me, I love, I love, there's so many things I love about Judgment House, but there, there are two things that I really, really love. One is, if you just look at those statistics of like a third of the people who come through except Jesus Christ, well, that tells us how many people walk in our doors who are spiritually unresolved. Right. You, you know what happens in the average church is most of the people who attend are already Christ followers. Now, that's not true of New Spring, of course, but maybe it was 20 years ago, but um, that, that's what, you know, every day pretty much I'm going to have a pastor call me and say, what's your secret at New Spring to seeing so many people who trust Christ? And I always say, well, I can answer that question for you in two words, lost people. You know, yeah. you, you can't get saved people saved, although I've seen evangelists try in traditional churches. Um, but you have to have people come in your doors who are spiritually unresolved. And I think what a beautiful thing. Yeah. That, that people come from all over the region 
who don't know the Lord, but they're attracted. And I, I think it goes back to what you said a few moments ago, Dan. I, I mean, the Holy Spirit in answer to prayer and the heart of all those volunteers, I think the Holy Spirit honors that by drawing people to Jesus Christ. The second thing that I, I think I love, especially about Judgment House, is it is such a compact presentation of the gospel. Yes. You know, it takes all these essential gospel thoughts and puts them together in a 55 minute window where people are taken through this yes. picture of life and death and eternity and the choices and then the, the, the message of the gospel. And I just love that compact aspect of that. And I, I just don't know of any other ministry, any place in the world. I'm not saying there isn't, but I don't know of any other ministry in the world that has that 55 minute this is life yeah. and eternity. And it's one thing you said, one thing, uh, we recorded something with you with the founder of Judgment House many years ago, and I have it on tape. I was thought about playing it, but we have different hairstyles. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the thing that you said that I use every time I train a church, uh, we're on the board of Judgment House. We train churches all over America. There's about 300 churches that will either do Judgment House every year or every other year, every third year. It's not a set timetable for the those. But you said, you know, Judgment House is like going on a mission trip mm -hmm. with your whole family, yeah. but you get to sleep in your own bed at night. Right. <laughs> and I love that because that's exactly what it is. It's like a working lab for Christians. You can see the gospel presented, you can see the harvest. And then not only we do that, you know, um, um, Andy and Mary Alice's team, they do such an amazing job with follow-up. You know, mm -hmm. we just don't give them a Bible and tap them on the back and walk on the door. We're contacting these people. They don't have a church home. We're getting them plugged in. And, you know, one thing, uh, sometimes people think Judgment House is a teenage ministry. And we do attract a lot of teenagers. Yeah. But I had the ladies in the office run a report this year on who accepted Christ, the percentages. You want to hear them? I would love to. I know you would. 14% uh, of, the, of the people that accepted Christ this year were kids, elementary age, 14%. 28% of them were middle schoolers. 14% were high schoolers. 20% were young adults. 24% were adults over 31 years of age. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you just think well, about that. That, that, that border, that's, on, that's miraculous on so many levels. First of all, anybody's salvation is a miracle, yeah. but statistically for a person to be saved after high school years, it diminishes pretty much down to the single yeah. digits. And then, you know, salvations in the, in the later adult years, you know, the statistics are just against that. So that, that's got to be such a God thing. We, you know, we say Judgment House, uh, New Spring is, and, and we believe this 52 weeks out of the year, that New Spring is a, a spiritual hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's what we feel during Judgment House. People say, if I can just get my lost loved one or my family member or my aunt or my uncle to go through, maybe they would understand the decision they would need to make. And, uh, you know, we have a, we have a video of the one you just saw at the beginning, that's through the years. And so you've recognized our building has changed some. Yeah, I noticed uh, that red and green building. Yes, where, where was yes. that? <laughs> uh, but now we have one, uh, a video uh, that will be from this year, okay. people that have gone through. But a couple stories I really want you to pay attention to. Not uh, There's people on this video that uh, are giving their testimony uh, at the end that we've asked to, to share their, their story with us. But there's two stories in there for volunteers. Oh. And one of our volunteers is Colt. In fact, Colt is working on the jib. Hey, Colt, how's it going? buddy. Uh, amazing guy, works on our jib over there, but his grandparents went through and we were praying for his grandparents to show up and we didn't have any tickets left. Colt texted me and said, is there any way they're not going to wait 
but I've been trying to invite them to come to church. They won't come to church, but they said they'd come to Judgment House. Is there any way you can get them in? And I said, you have them here first thing Wednesday night. We'll get them through. So I'm not going to tell you what happened. Colt's going to tell you that on this video okay. along with some other things. But also you'll meet another lady that is one of our tour guides. And she was the Jehovah Witness. And she, three years ago, you'll see on the video, she came through Judgment House. And now she went to Starting Point. But you'll right. hear her story as well. Oh, yeah. But there's a whole bunch of other stories in there. So uh, sit back, relax, watch this, and we'll be right back. My name is Courtney, and I decided to go to heaven with God. I'm Colton, and I decided to follow God and accept Him as my Savior. I'm Lily, and I just made the decision to follow God and just know that He's always going to be there with me. So my name is Bryn Brummett, and I kind of just made a decision to um, like follow Christ more in my life because I'm in college right now, and I just, just kind of feel lost and want to get backtrack on my faith. Judgment House is really cool. All the different scenes is awesome, and I appreciate all their help in making it a great experience. This is my first time ever visiting because I came with a friend and the very end when we were in heaven and Jesus was going around, he said to me, thank you for believing in me even when you didn't have a reason to and even when it didn't make sense to. And it really resonated with me because throughout my life there's been a lot of bad going on and through those times it was very hard to believe, but I did and by believing it pulled me through and it was just amazing to me that he knew exactly what to say even though he didn't know me at all. My name's Twana, and the hell scene was very, very real. It was hot, I mean, you could feel it. The actors were so real, so yeah. It makes you think about all your decisions that you make in life, and the outcome of what could happen if you don't choose God. Uh, my name is Leanna Riley. Three years ago tonight was the very first time that I ever came to Judgment House or to New Spring. I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness for the first 19 years of my life, and so I didn't make a decision that night. I didn't, but God was working on me from the minute I walked in these doors, from the coffee shop to seeing the actors, my tour guide, my judge. I, I just knew that it was something I needed to explore more. So I found out about Starting Point thanks to a little card, and that's where I started getting questions answered. And then finally, I was like, okay, yes, I know what this is. I know how awesome Jesus is. You know, I give it to him. I can't do this. So. A lot of times if I think about it too much and I get in my own head, it'll overwhelm me. Um, it's amazing what God does, and he uses Judgment House as one of those ways to reach people that normally wouldn't come to church. You know, they normally wouldn't, they wouldn't be here. That was me. It blows my mind, and honestly, God just blows my mind how good He is, and it's worth every minute, every hardship, every pushing through, and you feel like you don't have any more to give. It's worth every bit of that. Savior, beginning and end my portion, creator and friend, redeemer, one day Today, I chose to give my life to God. The scene, the hospital scene, when she gave her life to Christ before she died. Well, because um, in August, my grandmother, she passed away, and before she passed away, she chose to give her life to God. 
Um, well, I used to not believe in God. And so, like, when I got in there, everything just really touched my heart and made me, you know, want to come out as a better person, you know? I'm Zach, and the decision I made today, I want to go with God. Thank you for your volunteering with Judgment House. It was my first time here, so it was a great experience, and thank you. I decided to review my faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, the heaven sing. Like, I was like trying to hold back my tears the whole uh, walk through, but like, I couldn't anymore because, like, like, it's like overwhelming just to know that Jesus loves you and, like, no matter what you do, you're, He forgives you. I'm Destiny and I am a single mother and I have one on the way. I have never been a real spiritual person. But knowing that, you know, he gave himself to, you know, for me to be here and he loves me regardless of what I've done, it's my time to make that choice before it's too late. I have accepted Christ into my life. I have done so many things where I just, I'm not proud of myself anymore. And I want to be a person that my daughter can really look up to and be proud of. This is worth it. This change is going to be worth it. Uh, I'm McAllister Sham. In terms of decision, I'm, I don't know, it just, it felt right. It was, it was a very emotional experience and it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I n I've never really been to church. I've never done anything like this and it was very uh, eye-opening. I was faithful before. I, I didn't know where to align myself, rather. I think this helped to reinforce the idea of believing in Jesus and, and finally accepting that because I, I, was, I was skeptical. But I, I want to believe, and I want to believe in Jesus. You know, thank you for changing my life. Judgment House blows my mind. Every year I see my friends' lives change and my family's lives change, and even when problems seem to keep rising and things just seem overwhelming, you know, your life could go from amazing and you could be doing the same bad things over and over again, but then it just takes one moment to change everything. My name's Colt Callison. Um, you know, I've been coming to New Springs since 2015. The other night I invited my grandparents, they're Catholic. I, I didn't think they would come. And I'm a rover in, in the heaven scene, so I got to rope, put a rover around them, give them a big hug, and uh, I didn't think I'd ever see my grandmother like that. To see their reaction during that scene and then get to give them a big hug after they walked out, it was so, uh, she was crying. I was so emotional going through it. And then I actually went and waited by the coffee shop and uh, they never came out that door. I found out that they did make that decision and I went to the encouragement room where they were talking with John and, and some of the other encouragers and it was just so great. And this is truly a family to me. And I've met some great people along the way and I asked for prayers from our team and everybody jumped on board and they all told me tonight when they saw me, hey, we're praying for your grandparents, we're praying for you guys. And it's just so awesome to see the unity with this with this church and, and what we're trying to accomplish here. And it really hit me tonight when it was my grandparents. It just, something just hit. And I tell you what, I've never been this emotional. I don't think any, in my life, it's been a great night. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, nothing but 
Well, let, let me go somewhere with this that's a little bit on the touchy side, I guess, at least in the culture that we're in today. You guys you know New Springs, a mega church, and we're actually one of the larger mega churches in, in the country. Um, we break a lot of rules for mega churches, you know, <laughs> and because I don't mean rules, rules, but I mean just stuff that we're told if you do this, you won't be able to have a large crowd. And, and there would be those who would get a little squeamish, I would say cowardly, about the presentation of hell. And they would say, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that. But hell is worse than we depicted, and heaven is better than we depicted. And, and one of the things I think is really important for us as a church, because from time to time you're going to have someone say, well, I just can't believe that you would have a hell scene. Well, I mean, to me, what we do, well, it isn't just to me. I mean, I know this broad, from the biblical perspective. What we're presenting is life, death, heaven, and hell, and the gospel and it's important to remember what Paul said in Romans chapter one. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, it, it is the power of God unto salvation. And, and I guess just looking at these people, listening to their stories, looking at the numbers, and we probably don't even know how many people accepted Christ because there are probably a lot of people who accepted Christ, maybe a little bit nervous about going to talk. I mean, you think about this. These are people who came to an event and made the most intimate decision of their life, and they're gonna walk out of the room with strangers. Yeah. Now, you think about a 1,521 people did that, you wonder how many people maybe a little too nervous to do that, because we hear that sometimes. You know, We'll hear people say this in a baptism testimony, I was really saved in Judgment House, but I didn't talk to a counselor at the time. But I, I, I look at that statement you know, from the scriptures where the Bible says the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And when it's all said and done to me, that is, that is judgment house. It is the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. And, it, and we see the power of God. And what's really cool, Mark, is that judgment house allows you to see the full cycle of someone's growth in their Christianity. Right. And this year, I can think of three people. I won't embarrass them because I think they're in the room tonight. But they received Christ last year and the year before at judgment house. Now they're participating in setting the table for somebody else. And, you know, probably the most, you know, there's tons of stories we could tell. But probably one of my favorites is we had a group of people go through from a church and they drove an old school bus over here and there's like 30, 40 on a bus and they went through and uh, about three kids accepted Christ. And, and everybody that leaves Judgment House gets a track that goes along with the script that has the plan of salvation on the back and we give those tracks out to everyone that leaves. But this, this boy, this young very bashful boy, backward boy, about 14 years of age, accepted uh, Christ. I was one of the three out of that group of 30 or 40 that came. And uh, so the youth pastor called me the next day and he's just bawling like a baby over the phone. And when they left the parking lot, they drove, they were from a church from West Wichita. They got back to that church and all the parents were waiting for their kids to get off the bus and all that stuff. And this little boy named Chris, 14 years old, asked the youth pastor if he could say something to the other 40 kids on that bus. And he whipped out that track and started to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. And he said, here's one thing. He said, I've only been saved for 45 minutes, but I can't believe the difference he's made in my life already. Wow. And that kid did the invitation and 15 of those kids accepted Christ on that bus <laughs> before they got off. 
And that's what we said. We just try to present the story, and it just leaves on and on and on. And just last week, one of our guest services came up to me and said, hey, there's a guy that wants to meet you. And, uh, we, you know, we met over there by the coffee shop, and he said, I know you're doing Judgment House. I want you to know back in the early 2000s, uh, my parents brought me to Judgment House. And he said, it was the day before I was going to go into the military, and I was going to South Carolina. And he, uh, he said, I came through. And I accepted Christ into my life the day before I went. And he said, my dad gave me a Bible and a devotional by Charles Stanley. And he said, I went to boot camp with those two things. And then my dad told me to find a church. And I found a church. And at that church, I found my wife. And he said, it's been 18 years since I've been back in Wichita. And he said, I just want you to know what a difference that made in my life. And I want to come back and tell you. And that's, there's stories all like that that we'll never know. You know, people make decisions out in the parking lot on their way home before they go to bed and they never come back and tell us. We know the ones that do tell us, you know, but we don't know the ones, we don't know the rest of the story. And that's what, you know, excites me the most because it keeps going. You know, this is our, as we get ready to close tonight, this is a real opportunity for us to talk about maybe some unsung heroes of Judgment House, and that's those who give to make it possible because it's not just that Judgment House is expensive. We do some expensive things because if we have, we have a burden. You guys know me. My heart is always to get a Bible in somebody's hands who trusts Christ, and I don't want a cheap Bible in their hands. You know, I, I don't want one that's got print so small they can't read it. So several years ago, you know, I challenged us, let's find... Bibles. I think we have one that's uh, for kids, yes. right? And then, yep. then you know, we, we put a Bible in people's hands. But that's you guys as a congregation. When we talk about Bibles and we talk about Judgment House, you guys are the ones who give to that. And so could you just talk a minute about the Bibles that we, the materials that we put in people's hands? Because we don't want them just to make a decision and boom, that's the yep. end. We're, we're, we're very sensitive if someone comes from another church Right. We, that church will yeah. do their own discipling, but if not, then we follow up. But if you could just take a moment to talk about what we put in the hands of those yeah. who, uh, who accept Christ, because I want the congregation to know they're the ones who make this possible. Well, there's this awesome book written by this pastor in uh, Wichita, Kansas, and it's called My New Walk with God. And uh, <laughs> that is amazing. And we have shipped those around the country to prisons, uh, you know, along with the New Spring Bible that we send them as well. So when Jonathan or, or Jesse or Daniel gave the invitation, we get them to the point of, you know, like you do on Sunday morning. If you want to pray, receive Christ in your life, just pray something like this. And then we ask them, if you just prayed with me today, we just lift up your hand and we take one of your books and slide it in their hands. And, you know, sometimes like with Colt's grandparents, it was 26 teenagers and his two grandparents in a group. And all of them stood up and walked out. To, to go talk to a counselor. And, but they, once we identify those people and have that book, now we just say, hey, New Spring people love you. And we want to make sure you have a copy of God's word and a copy that you can easily understand and apply to your life. And so if you got one of those books, I'm going to count to three. And on three, I want you all to stand up. And there's a nice lady in the back of the room, whether it's Miss Debbie or Miss Christina, and just follow them. They're going to give you a Bible. They're going to pray with you and you're going to be on your way. And so all those, 99% of the time, 
Everybody that gets one of your books will stand up and leave. And they'll follow Miss Debbie all the way around. They'll get greeted. They'll ask, what decisions did you make today? Man, I accepted God's free gift or I put my trust in Jesus, however they want to say it. And they said that multiple times to people before they even leave our campus, which builds mm. their faith up, which I love. I but I love they, after they pray with them, they, they go to two different stations. One, if they go to, with a church, they brought a, a church family has brought them. We make sure that church gets their information. If they don't declare church home, then we follow right. up and we get their information and we pray with them. Then we cool thing, we almost brought it out here tonight. We have two big banners that are four foot by eight foot long or three foot by eight foot long and it just says judgment house 2019 on it and after that encourager prays with them they go out to that banner and say would you just like to write your name you know uh, on this banner this is our victory banner people will be praying over this thing and praying for you and once they do that then they go introduce them to the people that are handing out the bibles and they'll say hey what decision did you make oh i prayed to receive christ tonight that is awesome they've sold two people already they've received christ and now they show them the bible the new spring bible the, the action bible a spanish bible we have bibles for men bible for women and they can pick out anyone they'd like to have and then what's the sweetest thing to me is to see those people open god's word and show them, hey, why don't you start in the book of John or the book of Mark? Or, and this is John three sixteen, what you heard in the invitation. Here's where it is in your Bible. And they'll pick some a few things out and then they'll say goodbye to them. But then the 425 people that have volunteered to put on Judgment House every year, we train them to say, every time you see someone walking around with a Bible and Mark's book, go up to them and ask them what decision you make tonight and congratulate them. So really before they even get in their car, they have told three or four people that have accepted Christ in their life. And so it's because of the generosity of the people yes. at New Spring Church that we're allowed, we gave probably away $15,000 worth of Bibles at Judgment House this year, all because you guys gave. And thank you, thank you, thank you for yeah, doing that. Yeah. I just, I, I'm so grateful because you guys give away thousands of Bibles every year to prisons. Because I just believe with all my heart that you can't put anything in anyone's hands that will transform life like the Word of God. And that's what the Bible is. It's the Word of God. And I know this culture that we live in today goes more with pop culture and this and that, but at the end of the day, there's only one word that can change a soul from darkness to light, and that's the Word of God. And so it's a real burden for me that we get the Bible in yes. people's hands, but only because of a very generous congregation Amen. can we do that. I'll, can it, can yeah. I say one more thing? Please. I mean, because if I don't say it now, I'll probably never say it, but I want to say it in front of you. Uh, not every pastor of a large church would allow you to put on Judgment House. And uh, a lot of pastors, even though they hear the numbers and they appreciate that, it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of resources and it puts but wear and tear on our building. And we try to do the weekend and it adds to all that. And we are so grateful, Mark, that you are a pastor that are still reaching the lost oh, okay. and that you don't, you don't back down for that. And yes, we appreciate that so much. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now you can talk. Thank you, you're, you're too kind. Um, I would like to flip this right now, and I don't think we've ever done this before, but in this audience, and this is just first Wednesday, I know, 
you know, we, we were, we're, this is just kind of a fam, we, we, used to, we used to have family altar when I was a kid. I always think First Wednesday's family altar, you know. It's not the 7,000 people on the weekend, but it's kind of family altar. Um, but I'd like for us to recognize you. You know, our glory goes to Christ, but our gratitude goes to a lot of people. If you're part of Judgment House in any way, as a volunteer, or if you, and I know this may be a little sensitive, but I'm going to ask you to stand. If you gave to Judgment House this year, we would like to ask you to stand right now. It's my turn to stand. It's my turn to stand this time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I, I appreciate you letting us celebrate tonight. I, I just thought with all the good things that happened, I want you to hear. I, and for, for those of you who served, you know, you know some of the story, but I want you to know all the story. And for others of you who might be new to New Spring or you, maybe you've never been part of Judgment House, I want you to know what is the heartbeat of this church. The heartbeat of this church has changed lives. You know, I just was sitting uh, with our executive pastor, a couple hours ago, we were talking about budget numbers for next year, whether we're talking budget numbers, whether we're talking about staff, staffing, anything we do here at New Spring, we want to be able to draw a straight line between any investment we make and somebody's life being changed because we're not playing church here. This is God's house. This is God's people. We're in the last days. We're probably in the last two minutes of the game. But for some reason, God and his grace has left us in the game. And so we're conserving timeouts. You know, we're throwing the ball to the sidelines. We want to we redeem the time because Jesus is coming soon. And we want to be found engaged in his work when he comes back. Thank you for being here, Dan and Debbie. Thank you so much for your work in ministry. Good night. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Wichita, the surrounding area, we'd love for you to engage with us in one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and information about our incredible kids and student environments, visit us at newspring.org. One more time, newspring.org.